You're gonna need a bigger boat. What a day! What a lovely day! I'm having an old friend for dinner. You are a toy! She wouldn't even have a fly. You can't handle the truth! I'll be back. English motherfucker, do you speak it? Just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. And welcome, one and all, to the first ever Cinematic Blind Spots Oscar show. Today we are talking about the Oscar, some, not all the Oscar uh, categories, obviously we're not talking about best makeup or anything like that, but we are talking about yeah, some of the more, some major, of the more categories. major categories, yes, exactly, and who we think is going to win and who we hope wins. And not necessarily uh, from the nominees. Right, right. We can right. go outside the nominees who we thought should have won. Who we won. thought should have won, or maybe at least who we thought should have got a, nom- a nomination. Because, yeah, yes. I mean, I got to say, I agree with a lot of what the Academy at least nominated this year. There's only yeah. there's only one real movie I think of that should have at least gotten a nomination. Maybe shouldn't have, maybe, you know, seeing what we've seen now, maybe shouldn't have won, but it should have at least gotten a nomination. I agree. I'm actually surprised. I don't know if my tastes are changing or what's going on i don't normally don't agree with the academy i think this has just been a really good year for film i think it has um there have been some great movies coming out this year they really have i agree so first up we're going to talk about best adapted screenplay and the nominees are jojo rabbit little women the irishman joker and the two popes now, the only ones of these that I have not seen are Little Women and The Two Popes. Yeah, same here. Okay. Um, who, do you think is go- who do you think the Academy is going to pick, Josh? Well, Adam, I'm going to go with Little Women on this one. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because Greta Gerwig, who also directed, she did not get a directing nomination. Really? So I think that they're going to try to make up for that by giving her this award. Yeah, that would... That would seem reasonable, I think. Um, for me, I don't know. I mean, I kind of wish The Irishman would win just because I thought that was a really uh, well done script. You know, for to hold my attention for three and a half hours or three hours and twenty minutes, it had to be a damn good story, and I think that was a really good. One. I want to, I want to read the book. I would love to know how true it all was. Yeah, and that is a problem I had with this one because I'm not familiar with any of the actual source material. Yeah, I'm not either. I mean, Colin Joker an adapted screenplay is very loose. That's a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So um. Yeah, I can't think of anything that should have been adapted or should have been nominated or should have won for best screenplay. No, I agree. They're all pretty straightforward. Like we said, we kind of agree with the uh, with the uh, Academy this year. So, best original screenplay. We got Knives Out. We've got Marriage Story. We've got 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. I've only seen two of these films. I have not seen Knives Out yet. I still want to go see it. Have not had a chance to. I have seen three. You have seen, I've seen Marriage Story, Story too. Yeah. Was that movie <clears throat> as painful as everyone makes it out to be? Eh, I wouldn't say that. You wouldn't say that. Okay. No, it is. It's a rough watch. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. And it does have a lot of good dialogue going on, mm-hmm. so I can see why it's nominated. Mm-hmm. 
But when it comes to dialogue, see, 1917, as awesome as it was, I don't think that one had much of a script, really, to right. to be a screenplay. Um, it was not a very auditory uh, told story, I guess auditory experience told story. Um, it was more of a visual experience, and it was a really good one at that. So, um, who do you think is going to win for best original screenplay? You know, I think they're going to give it to Quentin Tarantino. I think so, too. And that's who I'm giving my award to. That's Out of all of these, that's who I would definitely give mine to. I mean, I don't, I can't, I'm, I'm hard-pressed to think of anyone... Any director or writer who puts as much into dialogue as Quentin Tarantino does, maybe like Aaron Sorkin. He's like he's like the more refined or high class version of <laughs> Quentin Tarantino, the the more intelligent time or kind. Um, yeah, because I would have to agree with that. Um, just because his movies are so much fun to listen to, so you know and. So much fun to listen to all the conversation that's going on. Even little things, little there, you you have to pay attention because there might be like just a little one-off line that kind of comes out of nowhere and just completely throws you for a loop. That's what I love about Quentin Tarantino movies. Um, I'm gonna give my nomination to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as well. All right, and our next category, one of my personal favorites, <laughs> Best Animated Feature. Our nominees are How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. I Lost My Body, Klaus, Missing Link, and Toy Story 4. And the only one of these I have not seen is I Lost My Body. I think that one's on Netflix, or it's on something, some streaming service I've got. I want to watch it, I just haven't seen it yet. Who do you think the Academy is going to give this one to? Uh, you know, of course, I'm the opposite. I've only seen one, and that was Toy Story <laughs> 4. <laughs> yep. So... I don't know how the Academy's going to go. I know they tend to love Pixar. Yeah, they love Disney and Pixar. So I'm going to have to go Toy Story 4. I'd kind of like to see something else win, just to stray away from that. You're you're probably right. And Toy Story 4 was awesome. I loved it. But I'm giving my nomination to Klaus, because that movie was amazing. Uh, That is probably going to become like an annual Christmas must-watch for me. Oh, wow. Okay. It... um, it was gorgeous because it was it was 2D animated, traditional hand-drawn animation, but the way they shaded all the animation made it look 3D. Wow. Okay. So it had a it was visually appealing, it had a great story, it had great voice acting. It, it's a tearjerker by the end of it. Oh. And it's it's a great movie. I loved it. Um so Klaus, that's the one I want to win. Okay. I would love to see a Netflix original animated film take home the Oscar for Best Animated Feature. That would be pretty cool. Obviously, I gave my win to Toy Story 4 because it's the only one I've seen from the list. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if you haven't seen it by next December, we'll be doing an episode on it. <laughs> we'll be doing an episode on Klaus. I mean, Missing Link was also great. Uh, How to Train Your Dragon was okay, but was not... Again, see, How to Train Your Dragon 2 got a, got a Best Am- Animated Feature nomination, and I don't think it deserved that. I don't think the third one deserves it. It was a good movie, but it wasn't that good. Okay. Um, trying to think of anything that might have gotten snubbed instead of it, because I remember the, uh, when How to Train Your Dragon Two came out. That was the year the Lego Movie came out, and that one got snubbed. And yes. I, I was like, that should have been in there instead of How to Train Your Dragon. 2. I remember that because they got the best song nomination, and yeah. they they actually put out a video talking yeah. about it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on to Best Supporting Actress. 
Kathy Bates for Richard Jewell. Laura Dern for Marriage Story. Scarlett Johansson for Jojo Rabbit. And Florence Pugh for Little Women. And Margot Robbie for Bombshell. So here I'm kind of lost because I've only seen one of these performances. Scarlett Johansson and Jojo Rabbit. What about you? You've seen uh, Marriage Story? Yes, I've seen two. Okay. Because I haven't seen any of the other ones. Right. And so I definitely think the Academy is going with Laura Dern. Everything leading up to this has pointed towards her. Mm -hmm. I honestly, like she's good in the movie, Mm -hmm. but I did not, I did not see that kind of powerhouse performance in this. Right. See, like when I watched, uh, what was it? Um, I, Tanya. When, um. Still haven't watched that. Oh, you still, okay. Well, um. Alice and Janie. Alice and Janie was awesome in that movie. So I walked out of there going, yes, she deserves that Oscar. Well, that's how, you know, when you had me watch Whiplash, J.K. Simmons, mm -hmm. you walk out going, yes, okay, he deserves an Oscar. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So, yeah, I I can't, I feel feel kind of stupid because I can't really say anything about this because, like I said, I've only seen one of these. Scarlett Johansson was great in Jojo Rabbit, but she's great in just about anything she's in. I have never seen Scarlett Johansson in a movie and gone, wow, she was not good in that. Of course, the first thing I ever knew for, knew her for was uh, the voice of Mindy the Mermaid on the SpongeBob movie. Oh. <laughs> oh, actually, no. Going way back to uh, Home Alone 3. She was in Home Alone 3 when oh. she was like 15. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, so you're picking Laura Dern as your winner? or um, and Not who you want, but who you think is going to win. I kind of... I mean, well, Florence Pugh got nominated for Little Women, but I saw her in her, her performance in Midsommar and thought she was pretty amazing in that. Um, so maybe I'll say her role got snubbed, not she got snubbed, but she... Well, you know, Midsommar would be in leading actress Yeah, that's anyway. right. She would be a leading actress for that. So. Okay. I've um, heard that it's between Laura Dern and Florence Pugh's, like, number two hmm, in this race. Interesting. From what I've read. Well, I would love to see Laura Dern win an Oscar just because I love I loved Jurassic Park when I was a kid. <laughs> and I love F is for Family, <laughs> where she voices the mom. Um, so, Okay. Yeah, let's go with Laura Dern. Now, Best Supporting Actor, Tom Hanks for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Now, this confuses the hell out of me. That movie is about Fred Rogers. How is he a supporting actor? Like, I haven't seen the movie. I haven't seen it either. But yeah, that shocked the hell out of me too because I'm like, it doesn't make sense. It's about him. Right. What is, what is, what is going on in this movie? Right. Um, Anthony Hopkins for The Two Popes. I don't even know what that movie's about. I'm, I'm sorry to admit. I'm, I don't even know what The Two uh, Popes is about. You know, Pope Francis Pope, and the uh, last Pope. Uh, okay, John Paul? Yes, okay. John Paul, yes. Okay. Um, Al Pacino in The Irishman. Joe Pesci for The Irishman. And Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Now, who do you think the Academy is going to pick? So, I know you really love Joe Pesci and The Irishman. Mm-hmm. And I think the fact that him and Al Pacino are both nominated Mm -hmm. is going to kind of cancel each other out. There's going to be too many votes between both. You're probably right. So I think, and everything has pointed to this so far, Brad Pitt's taking this one home. He's taking mine home. That's who I think's win. I love his performance in this movie. He was great. I I admit, I I I agree completely. I have to say, Brad Pitt gets a big assist from Brandy in this movie. Without Brandy oh, the dog. Oh, God, Brandy. She maybe was... it's not quite as good. <laughs> i got to give Brandy an assist on this She Oscar. was such a good dog. <clears throat> um, yeah, I I kind of feel... I mean, I, I don't know if his role would have been a supporting actor role because he was one of two stars, but I really feel like Christian Bale should have at least gotten a nomination for his role as Miles or Ken Miles in... Uh, uh, Ford v Ferrari. 
I thought he did a great job in that movie. Um, Have not seen it yet. You haven't seen it yet. You will see it soon. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right. Joe Pesci was great in The Irishman. Al Pacino was great in The Irishman. But you're probably right. They probably will cancel each other out. So, yeah, I would say Brad Pitt. Has Brad Pitt ever won an Oscar? I don't think so. I think he got nominated for like 12 Monkeys. Uh Uh-huh. Was it 12? Yeah. Yeah, it was 12 Monkeys. But I don't think he's ever actually won anything. Okay. Well, I would say he definitely deserves it for Once Upon a Time. Now, on to leading characters, leading actresses. We have Cynthia Erivo. I think that's how you say it. In Harriet. We have Scarlett Johansson again for Marriage Story. So if she doesn't get one Oscar, she might go home with another one. Um, Sour, I can't pronounce this name. Sourcy, Sourcy, another Sarias. 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 I'm pretty sure her name is Sarias. I think that's how she says it. I okay, Sarias Ronan. Well, Sarias Ronan, if you hear this and we butchered your name, we are deeply sorry. Um, for a Little Women, another another character from Little Women, Charlize Theron, Imperator Furiosa, <laughs> for Bombshell, and Renee Zellweger for Judy. Now, I really have no idea what to go with here because I have not seen any of these movies. Well, if you I'm want no... me to take the lead on this. Yeah, you take the lead on this one. I have a history of watching the Oscars, and they love biopics. Uh-huh. So, like, it's one of those things where the movie's not really that great, but Renee Zellweger's probably going to do get it for... For Judy. Pretty much embodying Judy Garland in this movie. That would be interesting to see. So, I would say, out of these nominees... I'd actually pick Scarlett Johansson. It's a powerhouse performance. Between this and Jojo Rabbit, I really like Scarlett Johansson as a mom now. Really? Like, her as a mom works. She does a good job at it. What about her as a wife? (laughs) Well, we're going with moms. Going with moms. (laughs) But my personal pick, this is where I leave the Oscars. You already talked about it. Uh I'm going Florence Pugh from Midsommar. I would have to agree with that. Um, that was an Oscar-worthy performance. And th- this is the second time there's been an, what I consider an Oscar-worthy performance in an Ari Aster flick. Um, because for Hereditary, Tony Collette, Tony Collette yeah. I feel like she deserved an Oscar for her work. Um, now, moving on to Best Leading Actor. We've got Antonio Banderas in Pain and... Gl- I, I'm sorry, I just cannot say his name normally. <laughs> you, can't, you have to say Antonio Banderas in Pain and Glory... Leonardo DiCaprio in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Adam Driver for Marriage Story, Joaquin Phoenix for Joker, and Jonathan Price for The Two Popes. So, what do you think? I have something I want to say about this race. Uh I feel like they kind of made it easy for Phoenix to win. They left out what I think is some powerhouse performances. Adam Sandler and Uncut Gems. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, Taron er- Egerton, is that how you say his name? Taron Egerton. Egerton. In Rocket Man. Rocket Man. Yes. He, not, he won the Golden Globe in his category uh-huh. and doesn't even get a nomination. Mm. It's, it feels like they're trying to leave it out so that they can gear it towards Phoenix winning this. Not that I'm saying he doesn't deserve it, mm-hmm. but let me ask you, because you've seen Rocket Man mm-hmm. and you've seen Bohemian Rhapsody. Right. Egerton, Rocket Man easily trumps I mean, I'm sorry. Sorry. Continue your question. Yeah. I'll, I'll let you finish your question. Well, I mean, because I think, you know, Rami Malek was like the runaway, like, what, last year for Bohemian Rhapsody yeah. winning, and it was yeah. never a race. Yeah. Egerton not only 
I don't know how well he does, Elton John. I haven't seen it. But he does all his own singing, and he I think that's got to count for something. And I think he did a damn good job in that movie. There's one scene in particular that I was just like, woo. And he, and he wasn't even like speaking any lines at this point. It was just this one small part from this one, one scene in the film that just left me going, oh my God, that's awesome. Um, I think, yeah, I, I would totally agree that he kind of got snubbed. Because like, like he, I don't know if it's just the, the timing of it or what, but you would think a performance that well about an, an iconic character, an iconic musician and artist like, like Elton John, you would think that would clean up at the Oscars. And you're right, he did do his own singing, right. and he did a damn good job of it. And I mean, I knew he could because of the movie Sing yeah, way back Sing. when. Yeah, because of Sing, uh-huh. But I mean, I just... It, it, it shocks me when you win the Golden Globe in your category for best leader because they have two separate best actors. They have drama and they have comedy or musical. Right. But if you win that, you should at least get, get the a, nomination mm-hmm, in the Oscars, mm-hmm. you know? But yeah. that being said, I said it way back. For any new listeners we have, we've done episodes on Midsommar that we talked about, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Joker. And I said on that episode that I think Phoenix should win. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't seen anything... Until just last week, that even came close to me changing my mind. And that was actually Adam Driver in, in Marriage Story. Story. Mm-hmm. His performance is incredible. That being I said, I can't, more... <laughs> go, I can't go over Joaquin Phoenix winning this. So. I can't either. Um, Leonardo was awesome in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But to me, his performance might have been a little too much like previous performances he's had or previous characters he's had, is, is almost like the Wolf of Wall Street with a mustache, basically. Yes. Kind of what I felt like his character was, but still, that's not a slam. He did a good job. Oh, he did a great job, especially in the scene with the little, the oh, little the, girl actress. That, that scene was great. And then, of course, the scene where he forgets the line, and then he's out in the trailer, and he's beating himself up yep, over it. Yep, that, that, that one was good. Um, I guess I need to watch more dramatic roles from Adam Driver, because I think the only other film I've seen him in, really, was... Um, uh, Lo- Logan Lucky, and he was such a doofy character in that movie. Yeah, he was hilarious. That. I'm sitting there going, oh my god, that's Kylo Ren. <laughs> and see, that's really all I know him for is Kylo Ren. Cause... That was the first thing I ever knew him for. But um, this, he gives a powerhouse performance. I'll give him that. Alright. But we can both agree, I think, Joaquin Phoenix should. Will and should. I think Will, Will and should. should. That would be awesome, because then I would have two Joker posters from two Oscar-winning performances on my wall here. Yeah, the last two Joker performances on film will go home with Oscars if this happens. Well, not counting Jared Leto. Oh, I forgot. See, <laughs> see, see, there you go. My bad. See, I forgot about it. <laughs> well, I can't even something. do that shitty laugh that he does. Oh, my God. Sorry, And you're a voice actor. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's what Jared Leto's Joker does to me. It leaves a bad taste in my mouth. <clears throat> I need a soda. <laughs> Now on to Best Director. We have Martin Scorsese for The Irishman. We have Todd Phillips for Joker. We have Sam Mendes for 1917. Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And Bong Joon-ho for Parasite. Now, again, I there's one of these movies I have not seen. I really want to see Parasite, but I haven't seen it yet. Correct. I'm saying both. Um, I have a feeling, I mean, just because of how, just because he's got such a unique directing style, I believe the Quentin Tarantino probably would be the number one runner for this movie or for this, for this, uh, 
award. What do you think? Uh, I actually, I think this is the one he wants to win over screenplay uh-huh. because he's won screenplay two two times before mm-hmm. and never gotten director. Mm. So he's going to be my pick. Mm-hmm. But I actually think, and it's not all him. I think you got to go back to an award we didn't do in cinematography and go with Roger Deakins. But when movies tend to do these one shot where they don't, it, you can't hardly tell the cuts, mm-hmm. they will give it to the best director. And I think Sam Mendes is going to take it home for that. I think, well, you may be right. That's, you may be right. I mean, you said Roger Deakin did get. No, I, I think he will. You think he I will? I think earlier in this night. You know, this will be mm-hmm. the la- or near the end Next of the, to the war. last. Yeah, we obviously didn't cover the cinematography, but I will say Roger Deakins—he's the one who did it. I think okay. he will take home the Oscar for that, mm-hmm. and he gets a big assist on this. Well, he definitely deserves an Oscar for yes. it. Yes, and I, but I think Sam Mendes will also benefit from his cinematography in this movie. We shall just see. Like, just like Birdman. Yeah, yeah. They did it in Birdman, see. and Birdman had a lot more obvious cuts because turning around hallways, yeah, you know, yeah or cut, going in and out of windows, windows and stuff like that. Yeah. In 1917, there was only one time where the screen did not completely cut to black that I feel like I could tell that there was a shot change in there. That movie was a technical marvel. It was amazing. So that brings us to Best Picture. We have. There's a lot of Best Picture nominations. Yeah, like I said, they can go up. The Dark Knight rule. Because Dark Dark Knight didn't get nominated. They can just add another one when they feel like it. They expanded to ten possible nominees. Okay, so we've got got nine. We've got Ford versus Ferrari. We've got The Irishman. Jojo Rabbit. Joker. Little Women. Marriage Story. 1917. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And Parasite. Yeah, we're seeing a lot of parody throughout these Oscars. Yeah, yeah. Um, A lot of these we've seen in life. We both have seen six. yeah. You saw Ford v Ferrari. I uh-huh. saw Marriage Story. Right. The other five are we've all we both seen. Yeah. Um, haven't seen Parasite. Haven't seen Little Women. Those those that those and uh, Marriage Story are the only ones I have not seen. Ford v Ferrari. I thought was a great movie. I don't really think it's best picture material. Okay. Um, the Irishman, really good. The Jojo Rabbit again, really good. And everyone knows I love Joker. Um, 1917, very stunning cinematography. Uh, And Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, oh boy. (laughs) I don't know what what I haven't already said about that movie. (laughs) So what do you think the Academy is going to pick? I'm not real sure. I think it's between 1917 and Hollywood. I think you go by the way this thing is the one take shot of Mm -hmm. 1917 versus the directing love style. Yeah. The directing style and mm-hmm. a love letter to old Hollywood. Yeah. Which the Academy tends to love. Yeah. So I think in the end, I'm gonna pick Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And it's obviously it was my number one movie. So I'm right. definitely picking it as my pick. Right. Well as much as I love Joker and even though Joker was my number one favorite movie of last year, the there was nothing apart from apart from the the performances of Joaquin Phoenix, there there was nothing to really set it apart from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or 1917. You know, the technique that, that went into those films is head and shoulders above anything else on this list, I think. Um, so I would tend to agree with you. And if I had to choose between 1917 and Once Upon a Time, I'm definitely going to go with Quentin Tarantino. There is not another director alive that I can say I have all of his movies. <laughs> so 
I guess you could say he is my favorite director. <laughs> Even though my top three were directed by uh, Spielberg. By Spielberg, we might have to go back and revisit that list. Oh, I mean, that's one of those things about those lists. That list for a long time, The Exorcist was in my top five. Yeah, and it's now it's still in my top ten, but mm-hmm. it's fallen down. Yeah, we might have to do some more like more top fives related to different categories or something. Because I could do a top five for action, a top five for drama, a top five for comedy, a top five for, you know, animation, obviously. I could, I could do multiple top fives in animation. <laughs> <laughs> you know me, I, I love would, cartoons. Yeah, I would have a hard time keeping up with that top five. Yeah, my girlfriend and I kept, uh, we, we finally went to see Frozen 2 just now and... I was like, because like when it first came out, she's like, you want to go see it? I'm like, yes, I want to go see it, but I want to go see it when there are less little girls in the theater, please. <laughs> so we went into, and I was still sitting next to this little kid that looked like he was about eight years old or something. And, uh, but yeah, that's me. Yeah, I think when I went, I went to see opening weekend and just in our group alone, there were probably 10 or 11 kids. Oh my gosh. Then plus the adults. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then all the other people in the theater, mm-hmm. uh, that was just our group. That It's like when I went to go see <clears throat> Trolls. Whenever you told me, oh, Adam, you need to go see Trolls. I was like, no, don't tell me that. So I went to the latest showing on one Saturday night after it had been out for like a month and I still wasn't the only one in theaters. It was so, I was like, I'm not here. Don't look at me. <laughs> but what, now, Was it kids? No, no. They, okay, they were like, okay, I don't okay. know, teenagers maybe. There was like four of them up in the back. When I walked in, they were like, hey. Oh, goodness. Like, Shut the fuck up. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that is our Oscar show. Uh, overall, I think, like you said, this was a good year for movies. Mm-hmm. Or our tastes are changing, one or the other. <laughs> but I think, I think it was a good year for movies. Now, obviously, any year... A Tarantino movie comes out becomes a good year for me. True, very true. <laughs> um, for me, any year that uh, that we get powerhouse performances like what, like Joker, and um, I will say again, um, Christian Bale in Ford versus Ferrari. Um, very, uh, yeah, very good year for movies. We got a really great gangster flick, and I love gangster movies. You know, I just love. And especially if it's something Martin Scorsese did. I mean, for crying out loud, he's the guy who brought us Goodfellas. Yeah. One, of the most, one of the most insane openings to a movie ever. You know, so, yeah, we agree. It has been a good year for movies. But until next time, I'm Adam. And I'm Josh. And whether you are in your car or in your theater, always check your blind spots. Guys, take care. We'll see you next time.